the back pew. <laughs> the back pew bitches. The back pew bitches. <laughs> That's my best Matthew McConaughey impression, I guess. Um, oh, yeah. Alexa, two. Wait, what do I say to tell Alexa? Alexa, volume two. If you can hear, this will destroy you playing in the background. I'm sorry, Tommy, if you have to edit that out. Or should I say I don't own the rights to this music, motherfuckers. So don't sue me. <laughs> like, it's obvious I don't own it. Hey Rose. Hi. <laughs> uh, all right, so welcome back, guys. <laughs> so stupid. I'm terrible at the intro. I should have practiced before I hit record. I'm just gonna jump right in. Both feet. Both feet. Per- both feet first. Feet first. Feet first. <clears throat> I feel like I'm going in and out of the mic. Come on, baby. Don't do this to me. Okay. So hey, welcome back to my channel. Um, <laughs> it's just me and Rose today. It's going to be another weird episode where Sindel just gets emotional. It's fine. I think that's just what this show is now. <laughs> just Hashtag, let's get emotional. Bitch. Yeah. Also, I feel like <laughs> one that edible's hitting, so maybe we should hit record a long time ago, or maybe this is just perfect. I think this is just perfect. It's going to go nicely with a nice... I'll keep you on track. Yeah, it's going to be me hosting solo for a little while. Uh, the host, the co-host spot is still Amanda's whenever she is ready to come back. Like we've told you, she has a family of three kiddos and a husband kiddo and then me kiddo. So she's got a lot on her plate. So it's going to be just me being weird and awkward and high. So welcome back <laughs> to what I like to call the shit show. Uh, Rose is here to make me feel like I'm not talking to myself, which I do talk to myself when she's not here. I just don't record it. Oh, before I forget, Rose, remind me to show you that tortilla blanket. So if you guys have seen that tortilla blanket like on social media, I think at one point it went viral. Well, what I thought was the burrito blanket company. Uh, I ordered one because they were like 65% off because it went viral and all this shit. Well, I was just a victim of a scam, and so were many others, and we commented, like, I was in a thread with probably, like, a 15-year-old boy, and we were just griping about this company because it had been months, and we still hadn't gotten our tortilla blanket, so we had all, like, emailed them, like, hate emails and all this, and my tortilla blanket finally came in. It is nothing, <laughs> like, as seen on TV. It is made of, like, the terrible, like, tablecloth material um, that you take, like, to a picnic. Uh, Also, it looks like a Petri dish from, like, science class when you're, like, growing bacteria and stuff. Like, it's terrible, Rose. Are you ready to see it? Because it's in that cabinet. I want to hear your story. Oh, yeah. Why we're here today. Son of a bitch. 
Okay. Sindel has, I'm going to talk about myself in third person because that's how I get through things. And I use stupid voices, so that's happening again. I did write things down. Also, you guys, Amanda and I went to Target, and she found the most amazing notebook for me to use for the podcasts. And I'm going to post a photo of it on our Instagram, but it says church notes. And it is the most perfect thing. She showed it to me in Target. I was... Okay, it was my first time to be high in a store like that. Uh, She drove, I did not, and she had to take care of me in Target. But she showed it to me in this aisle, and I just started crying. I cried because this notebook is that perfect. So anyway, um, back to why we're here today. (laughs) Yeah, dude. So, um, I know, I'm just trying to make jokes to get past it, honestly. Trying to detour around it with humor, you know? <laughs> like I do. <laughs> Alright, so my mental health has kind of been, it's been pretty fucked lately. And it's something that I didn't realize how bad it was getting because it had been like my normal for so long. So it's kind of scary when you start recognizing how bad it is and then you're like oh fuck like what now like I can't reverse it I don't know what to do so I finally had just a little bit of a mental breakdown yesterday and I it's just so crazy to even try to talk about now because since I woke up this morning like I have I've been a little more numb and I hate that feeling well I can't really say what triggered me because I feel like this is just a buildup. I don't know when it really started festering. But what made me recognize what's happening is um, last week I started going to counseling again. And it was the first time in, oh my gosh, like I, I would like to say six months, but it's probably been closer to a year. Um, and I hate that because... But it's so expensive, too. Like, it's really hard to, you know, make a... I've had to learn this the hard way myself, but if you're willing to spend money on certain things for yourself... Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Make that a priority. Mm-hmm. Make that something that you know it's going to help you. Mm-hmm. So you have to look at it that way. Yeah, absolutely. You know. And it was, like, I went in... It was last Wednesday, oh, almost a week ago, <laughs> and um, like it was already just like kind of a hectic morning, and uh, so I got there like right in the nick of time, <laughs> and then uh, the building was really, because um, I'm already, you know, I'm already anxious anyway, because I'm going to be in a new place, um, talking about shit to a brand new person that doesn't know me, and talking about the hardship, and so... I'm already just flustered. I get there. The building is very um, intimidating. There's not a lot of signs. Like, you can't read. Which building was it? um, It was uh, 36th and May. Over there by that, I think there's a crest uh, across the street. 36th and May. There's on the west side of that intersection. Anyway. Um, all the buildings look the same, <laughs> so I got really lucky. I went to the right door very first time, 
Um, I found the suite number, went up the first flight of stairs, and there it was. I was like, oh, I made it right on time. Like, mm-hmm. walked in at like 9.59, and my appointment was at 10. So... I sat down, and so I was able to, like, breathe a little bit before she called me back, and I went back there, and so I'm still kind of, like, out of breath flustered because it's like I felt like I had just been running, and so she knew how well of in shape I was. How well of in shape? That is not a correct sentence, but you know what I mean. I feel like, I feel like therapist offices are always, always in places that you have to, you know, continue to look for because yeah. it's like a test <laughs> yeah. it's like let's see this is a, we, there's a scale do you have what it takes yes. <laughs> can you make it to the room yes. <laughs> that's pretty odd. Fear factor yeah that's probably dead therapist on. edition oh my god that is hell that is a nightmare <laughs> no my god that's probably what the what is what do they say about hell the seven layers like a seven layer dip what that's not what they say <laughs> What is it that they? The different <laughs> I don't know, but let's. let's but get no, back. hold on, hold on. No, it's like every layer is another. Hey, this is part of it. I'm stoned. I know. I know. We've got to go off. That's just how <laughs> it goes. <laughs> but I'll give you a little bit. Listen, we'll, we'll get back. The seven layers, uh, the seven layer dip of hell. It's like every layer is a different therapist. <laughs> you have to continue to talk about your. <laughs> When you get to the end, like the boss level. <laughs> and then you're a therapist, and now that's your hell is listening to everybody else's stuff. <laughs> figured it out. <laughs> I figured it out. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I <laughs> Have you watched Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell? No. That sounds terrifying. <laughs> is that a porn? <laughs> it's on Adult Swim. I'm just kidding. I knew it wasn't important. Um, okay. So Sorry. you recognize it. I had to wet my whistle. Um, okay, so I go into my the therapist's office, and she was like, all right, I know you've been to counseling before, so she's <laughs> she said, I'll just, I'll just let you start wherever you want. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I was like, okay. She's probably got to take a dump, honestly. Can only... She's like scratching at the door. Do you go in? I just go in and I just blurt everything. Blurt? Oh, I was just saying, Cannoli probably has to take a shit. Sorry, guys. She's like scratching at the door, all cute like, but she's probably going to take a shit, but she'll be fine. I just shit in the house. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> go use the toilet like I taught you. <laughs> um, But no, I don't blurt anything out. Like, it's. I sit there and I mostly just cry and then they have to kind of poke at me to prod me in a direction. Um, not, I mean, they let me just cry it out. You can pay me and cry in front of me. (laughs) But she, it's so funny because I, I realized like doing this and recording, my goal was, um, to selfishly treat it like a counseling appointment for myself. And, uh, because it does help getting that shit out. But then I forgot, what it's like to do that to somebody that actually went to years of schooling for, and they actually have um, the words that define what you're feeling and so, or doing or how you're um, reacting to certain situations. And so I forgot how good that was mm-hmm. to have mm-hmm. answers, I guess. I just, I just got yeah. <laughs> 
And so I started kind of from the beginning. I gave her like a little, I was like, here's the synopsis of my fucked up life so far. Um, it's a beautiful life, but a beautiful fucked up life. And so I started in on um, being molested at six years old and telling her how, how it was years before anybody ever knew. And I don't know. It's funny because I realize I recorded this in episode one, but I don't know exactly. I don't remember what I talked about because, again, it's like I don't really I can't bring myself to really listen um, to the first episode. Very intently, because it's almost harder to listen to it as it is to like talk about it. If that makes sense. So you never listened to the first episode. Um, I have, but I haven't. Like I listened to it at work, and so I was also working while I was. Do you want to listen to it sometime? Oh yeah. I'll be here. Yeah. Make that seven layer drip. Yeah. (laughs) And first layer, it's sour cream. It's the worst fucking layer. No, you don't start with sour cream. Yeah, it's at top. That's how you're eating the. You have to get to the no, bottom. You don't put that on top, though. Oh yeah, it's shredded cheese, cannoli, <laughs> little girl. Look at her. Olives or no olives? I hate olives. I love them. Oh, we are soulmates. Oh, that makes me want to cry. Do you guys? The story kn- of Sindel. And <laughs> back to crying. Um, if you don't know the olive test, Google that. But there is, there's literally, there's a fine line of olives, yes or no. <laughs> you either love them or you fucking hate them. Like, it's one or the other. There's no in between. And anyway, so, back to shit. <laughs> uh, talking to my therapist. Okay, yes. I'm back. Hey. <laughs> oh, my God. Cannoli, stop looking at me like that. She looks so fucking cute. Oh, you shit. Um, okay, so I was talking to her about um, my childhood and how, and I don't think I, I don't think I went into detail about this in the first episode. And and I'm really back now. I remember where we left off. <laughs> so, um, I don't think I mentioned how long I went without anybody knowing. Um. I was six years old uh, when it happened, and for years I told myself that I made it up, um, or it was a bad dream, or whatever. I just told myself lies, and um, so I wasn't, or I was, I was seventeen um, when the first person found out, and it was my sister, and um, of course it was a very emotional moment when this happened because I didn't even say a word Um, my sister could see it on my face she was going off and griping about this individual person and it was one of the craziest things because she looked at my face and I'm glad I could not see my face because I can't imagine what it looked like but my sister her face just dropped and that's when she asked me um, if he had, you know, done things to me and, and I, I never even said a word. Like I just broke down. Like it was the craziest thing because it was what she was saying was, it was, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, 
I need a, a thesaurus. Is that a th- what's the a thesaurus? The word I'm looking for. Ah, fuck. I'm too high. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> oh, my God, sweet baby Jesus. Rose, that edible's kicking in. It's kicking in fucking hard, man. All right, guys, buckle up for this fucking roller coaster of emotions. Um, not verify. Validate. That's the word I wanted. All right. So my sister, the having that conversation with her. What the fuck? Did you hear my neighbors? Did you hear that? Yeah, they're like stomping. Anyway, my neighbors are tap dancers, I think, and wrestlers at 3 o'clock in the morning. They fucking suck. Anyway. So, my, back to my sister. Uh, Oh, I was looking up the, what was the word? I just Googled it. The word I was looking for is validation. So, the moment I, my sister said what she did I literally like it was like all those lies I told myself just crumbled like I had that validation that I you know that did happen I didn't make it up um like the feelings and emotions I felt all those years were validated and I didn't feel crazy and um I was 17 so yeah that was for 10 years, a decade later, um, before the first person really knew, um, and honestly, (laughs) 10 years before I believed it, I guess, um, and then it wasn't until I literally text my sister to see what year it was, because, yeah, it was 2017, okay, she passed away three years ago, and, um, that was when my parents found out. Um, I didn't realize it yet until I think she passed in October of 2017. Um, and then the following month was Thanksgiving. And so it was Thanksgiving Day when uh, my dad came to me. I almost said confronted, but confronted sounds um, more aggressive it wasn't like that like he literally it's kind of like we are your basic like seventh heaven family or full house family like your 90s sitcom family where it's like you sit down when something's going wrong like or something's going on with the family um (laughs) uh and so my dad I remember I was in the bathroom and I got to brush my teeth and then my dad followed me in and then my mom ended up following me in. So it's like family talks happen in the bathroom. Like <laughs> nobody's taking a shit, but there's always some kind of conversation in the bathroom. But that was when my dad said, um, he said, I saw you at your Mima's house because this individual was there and he's basically saying like he saw my body language he saw my face um it's crazy to think about like I don't have kids but I can't imagine seeing my child uncomfortable and you know she's uncomfortable 
And so it was um, Thanksgiving Day is when my dad asked me about him and asked if if he did hurt me. And I just crumbled, okay? I just cried and my dad just held me. I was 27 years old. Almost 28, I guess. And I was literally like my six-year-old self in that moment. And it was... It it was the weirdest thing because I... I know I've said this before, um, but it's like I I didn't know I wasn't breathing until I, I took that first breath... And I, it's very strange to try and describe that, but talking to the therapist about this and then trying to talk to her about being raped in 2017 as well, um, she pointed out that she taught me about dissociation disorder and how the mind literally makes up different scenarios to basically mask the truth um just its way of protecting itself and she was telling me how that's um what I did as a child and when you're little you know you don't you don't really have a say in the matter you don't know how to react to certain situations. Um, and as a kid, I would, when bad things were happening, their TV was always on or a movie. And so I would get so drawn into these movies and that I didn't know what was happening in reality. And I... She's like t- talking to me about this and how that's dissociation. And I, uh, and then she pointed out that I'm still doing that today um, with the rape in 2017. And it was like, I, here I was thinking I'm, you know, healing, you know, like I'm dealing with shit. And then it's like, oh, so I'm not actually healing. <laughs> I'm not actually like dealing with it. Okay. <laughs> so. I I realize I've been doing the same exact fucking thing where I my brain I try to come up with a different scenario of what actually happened and and it's not it's not healthy but it was like I found myself this the past couple of days of that just really hitting me hard and realizing that's what I was doing, and I'm like, but I don't want to, I don't want to deal with it. Because to deal with it, you have to feel it, and I don't want to feel it. <laughs> but I realized it's like <laughs> a different part of me was like talking to myself. I again, there's that like. And I try to explain that. It's like, I don't have multi-personalities like personalities or anything. But, um, 
I realized that. <laughs> That's probably something the next thing my therapist gonna, is going to tell me. Like, by the way. <laughs> also, this is a good... There's s- money in that. There's a good segue into... <laughs> Segway. <laughs> also, I'm picturing me reeling in on a Segway. Segway! <laughs> moments oh yeah she, and she wants to play <laughs> but it's perfect because now i can know i love it but now i can get back and not cry um but no segue to <laughs> the um multi-personalities ian so um this episode is going to kind of go like episode 2.0 we're going to have two episodes in one again i still need like <laughs> that's stupid anyway so um my friend Ian and I recorded an episode that's going to get tacked on to the end of this one. So you'll get to end with laughter. So that'll be soothing and healing for everybody. Um, but Ian is one of my most favorite human beings on this planet. And we start talking about... Oh, fuck. I'm high. Um, what was my segue about? <laughs> oh, multi-personalities. So I discussed it with him too, and then I brought up the subject of reincarnation, and how it's like, what if I blew Ian's mind? I should just leave it at that and just keep listening, because it'll be at the end of this. I blew his fucking mind. And then I also, in turn, blew my own mind, because I was like, holy shit, that was deep. (laughs) (laughs) You went in. You went in. That's what she said. That's what she said. All right. All right, and we're back after that episode of mental breakdown (laughs) so anyway here's me dealing with shit in the best way possible that i know how um so anyway i realized that i have been lying to myself in order to just keep 2017 as far away from my mind as possible um cannoli you little turd <laughs> she knows when shit's about to, she she's an, the worst timing she's an emotional support dog she's just trying to cheer us up <laughs> <laughs> honestly that was good promotion Get for it. you cannoli she really is a certified emotional support dog i don't know if you guys knew this She's an angel. <laughs> um, so anyway, dis- dissociation. I should probably read the definition. I screenshot it because I was going to read it for the audience. <laughs> um, can you can you cut that in, Tommy? Can you cut that in with? Uh, oh yeah. Part? <laughs> please, please. Oh, that's another thing with the with Ian's episode. There's so many times where we're like. Okay, let's start laughing now so we can start it over. <laughs> this is a good marker. <laughs> Flag it. <laughs> but don't, because I want to listen to this. <laughs> All right, so. Would like the end. <laughs> oh, I don't want symptoms. I want definition. Um, uh, here we are. All right. Well, that is way too deep. I guess I do need to go with it. <laughs> Okay, here we are. All right, this is dissociate 
Whoa, <laughs> I forgot how bad I can, how bad I read when I'm high. <laughs> oh my gosh. Say, read this into the mic. The first, I don't know why I can't read right now. Dissociative identity disorder. Mm -hmm. A disorder characterized by the presence of two or more distinct personality states. Dissociation. See, that's a hard word to say while you're high. <laughs> Dissociative. <laughs> I'm overthinking it. I know, me too. Rare. Fewer than 200,000 U.S. cases per year. Is that Tre the? Go ahead. Treatment can help, but this condition can't be cured. Can last for years or be lifelong. Hold on, this is a terrible one. I didn't yeah, need to. Like, um, Where's your hand? Where's my <laughs> That was a really bad definition to hand. Well, let me try that again. <laughs> okay. I'll go back to symptoms because that was literally had in order. What I have like personally. Oh, here's here's the one I wanted. Dissociative. Did I say it? Dissociative symptoms. Yeah, that is still wrong. Guys, I'm so sorry. I cannot read while I'm stoned. Maybe I was stoned through first grade. <laughs> I got held back in first grade. Did you? Yeah. I always thought it was because I sucked at reading. Apparently I wasn't ready. I also talked about this. I see. Ian. I believe it. <laughs> I believe it. You know why? Why? Because my nephew who got held back. And yeah. I feel like he, he's that goofy little kid. But yeah. He needed time to develop. Yeah. He's great. Yeah. I, I wouldn't change it for the world. Yeah. And now I just get to laugh at it. Um, that's all you can do. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. All right. So dissociative symptoms can potentially disrupt every area of mental functioning. Examples of dissociative symptoms include the experience of detachment or feeling as if one is outside of one's body and loss of memory or amnesia. Dissociative disorders are frequently associated with previous experience of trauma. And uh, oh, also, I'm so stupid. I sent this definition, or I sent a link to Tommy and Amanda. Did I send you that to you? Mm -hmm. Okay. I should have just gone to that. That would have been so much easier. <laughs> um, but I realized I'm doing that again. And if I'm going to say, stay true to myself, I feel like, you know what, I'm, I like to encourage other people to talk about the hard shit just to get it out and give it less power. <laughs> so I found myself wanting to um, hold on to it and hide it. And again, <laughs> there was a point yesterday where I text Rose and I was like, will you, um, Will you record with me tomorrow? <laughs> because I, guys, yesterday I had such a bad breakdown that it is, it's so hard to describe because like I said earlier, because now I'm less high at the moment and coming back to what I tried to talk about a long time ago. Um, but, uh, oh shit, I'm losing again, Rose. I'm losing again. Guys, yesterday. Hold on. I'm going to get back there. Welcome back to episode one. <laughs> uh, hey, cannolis. What were you doing yesterday? Uh, na, 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 na. Yesterday, you got so bad. My feelings. 
Oh, yeah, so I could feel my mental health kind of crumbling for a few weeks now. Um, But again, choosing not to deal with it (laughs) and hoping it would just kind of, you know, float by. Well, it did not. Um, And yesterday I just, I hit a fucking wall. And by yesterday, I mean it was Sunday night, I guess. (laughs) I knew things were getting bad. And I just felt numb. And I think Amanda shared something a while back that, um, or no, 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 Tommy sent it to me because I had texted her. Again, I love these group of girls, guys, because <laughs> I can text them when I am in dark, dark places. And they're literally there just to give me that validation in my feelings. And I really think that's what people need in their lives. Um, but she texts me back and talking about how when you're feeling numb, it's really the opposite of not feeling because it's just everything at once. You're feeling so much that you don't know what to feel. And yesterday I just, (laughs) I don't even know how to explain it. I've never been, I don't want to say worried about myself because I just, I didn't know when it was going to stop. I didn't know when this feeling was going to stop because I just, I couldn't, (laughs) I was like, I don't know how long I can do this. And so I slept a lot yesterday and it was almost like a depression coma. (laughs) I don't know. But this morning, um, you know, I'm, I'm not numb where I just don't know what to feel and but I text Rose yesterday to see if she'd record with me and talk about this hardship because I'm like, I need it out. I need to give it less power um, because the moment I talk about it <laughs> is that moment where you take that first breath. And so I'm also wanting to talk about this because I watched um, the court trial with the... Um, Uh, Golden State Killer and uh, these women and I apologize because I cannot remember names and I should have googled that before we started but (laughs) I'll find it and (laughs) voice over it Um, but these women who are standing in front of the judge and um, and fuckface the Golden State Killer himself um, they're in court And these women, they are so brave because I'm just in my room talking and these women were in front of their attacker and one lady said she was, because they gave them numbers, like victim number 26 or, you know, like something like that. And so she stood up and said, for instance, say she was victim number 13. She goes, this is what my file says. But she goes, and I just like, I'm listening to this at work, by the way. <laughs> she said, I'm survivor number whatever. And I just fucking lost it. Because I was like, yes, you are. <laughs> and so it's like, I want to talk about my shit because... I mean, these women, they went through far worse than I have ever experienced. But 
they stood up and they used their voice and they spoke about the worst nightmare they've ever had. And I was just, I don't know, I was just in awe of them. Because I don't know if I could do that, honestly. But also my story's a little different than theirs. And so that's why I want to talk about it. And um, if you remember, if you've listened to episode one, a little uh, hashtag fuck Neil is going to go in here. <laughs> that poor fucker. Um, he, for some reason... I opened up to Neil um, about being raped, and he had he had asked questions about something, and so I don't know how it brought got brought up, but he barely touched on it. I just said that happened, and then wasn't really interested in dating for a while or whatever, and and then um, oh yeah, and then about my body weight gain. <laughs> Forgot about that. Yeah, um, so that's why. <laughs> We were talking about that, and he said, he goes, oh, I <laughs> I don't even know if he said I, that sucks or I hate that that happened, but he did say, <laughs> um, oh, was it like a, a rape rape or a college rape? Hmm. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, what? And that's right. I went to say rape is rape. Um, there's no... Sub definition, <laughs> there's not rape, there's not rape, rape, or college rape, it's fucking rape. It's having sex with somebody without consent, that's rape. And people always wonder why girls or people don't come forward. A lot of times, and it's because we're scared we're not going to be believed. Or me telling myself that's, that's not what happened. That is what happened, and... No, I wasn't held at gunpoint. But... I remember being in such a... a sad, dark place before this happened. And it was... about six months after my divorce. Like, I'm sad. I'm broken. I just want to be loved. makes me so sad to know I was feeling this way and I feel like it's a different person like I am embarrassed by her and I hate it but I see this person that was so just didn't love herself that she was 
it's so hard to talk about because as a child, you know, I was so innocent. I was so young. I didn't know better. But as an adult, I feel like I should have known better. And I just... I have moments where I just want to shake myself. That version of myself. And I don't know why I'm being so hard on her. Because I know if anybody were to tell me their story, no matter what it looked like, no matter the situation, I would believe them. And so, speaking with a therapist, she pointed out how my brain is still trying to give me different <laughs> different ideas of what happened, I guess. And the way my brain is protecting itself is by tearing myself down by telling me that I could have put a stop to it. And I just want to say I did try. And I want to tell this to myself. Because with a man like this that did this to me, I don't believe it was his first time. Because after he was done, he used the phrase, we got out of hand. And we didn't. I did not get out of hand. Because I, I remember saying, wait, so many times. <laughs> And for a long time, I told myself, well, maybe, maybe he didn't know what he was doing. Maybe he didn't hear me. But I know he fucking heard me. Because my mouth is right by his ear, and I'm saying, wait. And I can't push his shoulders off of me. We got out of hand. No. No, we didn't. And I think back to these, that moment, and I'm so mad at myself for not yelling or causing a scene, because why do I care if I embarrass him? Why do I care if I embarrass myself? Like, why didn't I just scream and just leave? And I find myself wondering that a lot. But again, that's when if I had anybody telling me their story, the first thing out of my mouth would be, it's not your fault.
And I remembered when I was younger, I really wanted to be a, um, a child psychiatrist. And uh, actually, about six years ago, I, um, actually longer, golly, um, I was living in Norman at the time. I had not been married yet, but I, it's like 2012, 2013, I told my parents I was going to move to Memphis, and I was going to go to college. I was going to become a child psychiatrist. <laughs> my dad, bless his heart, and of course they worry about their kids, um, but the way in doing so you know, you put negative thoughts into your kids' minds, like, oh, you know, something bad could happen, and I'm not going to be there to help you, or blah, 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 or, um, and it was, well, like, you know, I, then my anxiety got up there, and, I mean, long story short, didn't end up moving to Memphis, <laughs> I'm not a psychiatrist, uh, um, but I also talked myself out of it, because I realized, what I wanted to tell other kids or um, adults my age that it's never, and people older than me, it's never too late to speak up. You're never too old to speak up. But I realized I couldn't tell anybody that because I hadn't spoken up. And uh, so today it's never too late to speak up and whatever your story is I believe you and I'm so sorry that happened to you so anyway <laughs> I uh, I think this is a quote from the, oh, what is it? Uh, oh, yeah, The Perks of Being a Wallflower, I think. Um, but he say, you know, it's the thing about pain. It's, it demands to be felt. And I, there is so much healing in the hurting. And I don't know how to explain it, but when you feel it and you recognize it, and then on top of it, admitting that it's true, but also feeling that validation. You can take that first breath. And I just... I don't know. I don't really know how to end it now, but... <laughs> I just want... to say if there's anybody that needs to... needs help finding a counselor, or if you just need to write an anonymous letter, you can email it to me. Um... I don't know. I would listen, and I believe you. And 
that's it. Then I <laughs> I weirdly love this stupid little podcast I've created. <laughs> and if anything, like it's literally just for me to listen to later. So thanks <laughs> for anybody that has listened or shared. Okay. Love you, bitches. Peace. <laughs> so in true stoner fashion, I forgot how it is. <laughs> All right, bitches. Here's the outro. <laughs> Say bye, Rose. Thank you, Tommy. <laughs> no, leave it. It's perfect. It's ramp. 